time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt with you today alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. GreensboroRetirement.com is the place to go if you want to find out more information about Glenn and the team. And you can also come in and say hello in the office on Mears Chapel Road in Greensboro. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the five pieces of financial guidance that might seem a bit counterintuitive. Uh, you know, some advice just makes plain sense, but sometimes the guidance we get doesn't really align with our expectations. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I want to talk about some of the counterintuitive pieces of financial advice that you may or may not receive. But all of these kind of have a, a good element to them. The first, Glenn, is that skepticism is okay. Now, skepticism, we usually don't want people to be skeptics about things. Why is that okay in the financial world? It's perfectly okay. In fact, it's 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 really needed, right? I mean, you got to have a certain level of you want to have questions, right? You know, and have a little bit of skepticism to make sure that it's like, hey, does this make sense to me? Because if you don't have that and then somebody just tells you something, then and you can easily be, you know, led astray. And so it's a good thing to have a healthy dose of questions and whatnot. Now, you don't want to be really super cynical, but there's a gentle balance there. You, you want to make sure that you understand. And frankly, you know, if you're working with an advisor, you know, they should want you to have questions. They should want you to, you know, to be to be, you know, wanting to understand the process. That should be one of their main goals is to make sure that you that you completely understand what you're doing and why. You know, and unfortunately, sometimes when I, I have folks come into the office and they tell me about, you know, past experiences at other places, you know, that's not necessarily always the case. And I always, I always say, you know, one of my goals for you is for you to have more questions than, you know, than you have answers, particularly when we're first starting off, because that means that you're beginning to, you know, to really think things through and to really, you know, begin to try to understand why you would want to use this strategy versus that strategy. And, and so to me, that's always a good thing because you can't ever be in a place where, you know, you understand your plan too much. Right? And the only way that you're going to really truly understand it is to have questions and then have those questions be answered. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And kind of right along those same lines, Glenn, you know, you'll hear throughout the financial world how you have to take action now. You've got to make decisions quickly. You got to, and, and sometimes that's good, you know, stop procrastinating, make choices. All those can be good things, but there's a lot of emphasis on making quick decisions in your financial life. You know, don't miss the next craze. You got to get in on Bitcoin now. You've got to buy this Facebook stock ASAP. Those kinds of things we've heard, you know, all before. And in over the last couple of years. But a good piece of counterintuitive advice based on industry norms is to actually take it slow. What does it look like to, in your eyes to take it slow, that that would be a good piece of advice? Well, Walter, I mean, like I say, we, you want to understand what's going on. You want to understand your, your plan. And ultimately, you know, your plan should not hinge on any one thing or one, you know, one particular answer or one particular financial product or, or one particular investment, right? You want to have something that's well balanced through time. And, and if you're really going to have a, you know, a solid retirement plan and retirement income plan, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking your time and making sure that you're getting it right. You know, there's the old adage where they say, um, you know, measure twice, cut once, right? right. <laughs> you want to make sure that what you're doing, you know, makes sense for you and it's the right thing. And, and you know, there's, you know, I always encourage folks. It's like, I really want to make sure that we're moving at a pace that's comfortable with folks rather than, oh, well, you know, the, the time is now you got to act or else, you know, you're going to miss out. You know, I mean, if you're the, getting that kind of, uh, 
pushback from a financial salesperson, you know, or, or you know, somebody's calling themselves an advisor. Well, you want to take a step back and maybe maybe it's time to get a second opinion if they're really pushing you. You really hurt my heart there with that one, Glenn. I was actually just thinking this morning that exact saying measure twice, cut once. As I was getting out of the shower, we recently just put up a wainscoting or a, or beadboard, I guess, in the bathroom upstairs. And I didn't measure twice when it came to cutting around the light fixture. And there's this little gap of space on the edge of the switch, the light switch and the, the beadboard that I've got to go back and fix at some point. And uh, right. it was paining me this morning when I saw that. So <laughs> I wasn't taking it slow. We were trying to finish it that day so it could get done. And now I'm still weeks later going, oh, gosh, I, I can't believe that that little hole is there. Got to fix that. So, yeah, right. t- take it slow, measure twice, cut once. Great advice. Uh, another piece of counterintuitive financial advice would be, you know, I think anything in the in life, you look at how it did in the past. Look at what happened in the past, then you learn your lessons from that. Past, you know, results can be pretty indicative of the future. You know, we in fact, one of the most famous sayings out there is those who don't know the past are, you know, doomed to repeat it. But past returns don't tell the whole story in the financial world. A bit counterintuitive, but why is that important to know? Well, it's important, Walter, because, I mean, just, you know, market conditions are going to be different going forward. So, like you say, I mean, past performance doesn't equal the future. And, you know, and frankly, I mean, if you're if you're going into retirement, you have a whole other element to that, too, because, you know, if you are saving for retirement and you're in the accumulation phase of life, that's significantly different than the preservation and, and distribution phase of life. So, you know, you're going to be looking for different types of results, you know, even if you're in a similar market condition, because you're, you're not necessarily you know, chasing after returns when you're looking to preserve your what you saved and or, you know, create an income plan from what you saved. What you're really looking for is to make sure that it's going to last through time and give you all of the things that you want in your retirement life. And that's a significantly different way of thinking about things and strategizing and planning than what you had when you were when you were, you know, back years ago when you you just putting as much money away as you possibly could for retirement, you know, hoping to, you know, to build this big nest egg. And so now you finally get to the retirement or just a few years before it and you have what you what you've accumulated. Well, that thought process now about how to make it last and how to make sure that you preserve it is significantly different. And so you're looking at you're looking for different results and you're looking for different performance, you know, for very specific reasons. Does that make sense, Walter? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Kind of right in the the same ballpark of the line of thinking that's going to lead to financial success. The fourth counterintuitive piece of financial guidance we're going to give on the podcast today, this one's a little bit more nebulous, at at least at the onset here, Glenn. I'll let you kind of take the reins on this one, but I'll give the headline, and that's simply that it's okay to be an outsider. What do we mean by that? Well, Walter, I mean you're not you're you're not really going to try to measure yourself through other people's situations, right? I mean you're you're going to think think in terms of you know how do things apply to you, and you know, and you don't necessarily have to fit any particular mold. You know, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's risk tolerance is different. You know what their income needs are. You know what their legacy desires are. You know, and then what they want to leave to kids and grandkids, and and all of those things. You know, play into what your plan should be like. And so it's you know, you always hate to hear what folks say. Well, what what does everybody else do? You know, it's like well, okay, well that can be a good thing and a bad thing. You know, it can be a good thing in terms of getting getting some basic ideas. 
But that's kind of the good part. But if you start trying to think in terms of, well, I want to do what everybody else has done, well, that's probably, you know, a warning sign to be thinking about, well, you know, are you just like everybody else? You know, and, and most people would would readily tell you that they're not. Yet at the same time, there's some sort of a feeling of, of comfort in knowing that, well, I'm, I'm doing it the way somebody else did it. And so I, I think it's that's one of the biggest challenges is trying to remove yourself from that way of thinking and then to see, well, what can I draw from that that would apply? But then there's other elements that will not. And that's that's kind of, you know, you know, thinking outside the box, so to speak. We've seen that conversation play out in different ways in life uh, throughout our entire lives, haven't we? I remember as a kid telling my parents when I wanted something, well, Johnny's family does it this way. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget my parents always were very quick. Well, we're not Johnny's family. <laughs> we, that's not the way we do it. So you may feel like a bit of an outsider, but at some point you're going to be thankful that you did it your way, the way that fit your family, the way that fit your approach, your financial situation. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses or do what everybody else is doing. And that can be really good advice. Certainly. One last one here. This one's counterintuitive because the internet has obviously transformed all of our lives in different ways, shapes, and forms. In many ways for the positive, the ability to access some incredible amounts of data at our fingertips is just fascinating. But we need to realize that when it comes to financial planning, the internet is not your friend. Now, maybe we're being too harsh there, Glenn. Why would we say the internet's not your friend from a financial standpoint? Well, what I would say, Walter, is is that I think it's a, you know, it, the internet is, right? I mean, it just is what it is. It's sitting there. It's a lot of information. Some of it is very good information that can be useful that you can that you can look to for reference points and and actual facts. And on that side, it would probably be it probably be a good thing. On the other side, there's a lot of disinformation out there or information that doesn't apply. Or typically, when you get, you know, you're looking at a particular strategy. Or if you're looking at a particular, you know, financial product, you know, sometimes you'll have an opinion that is, you know, maybe not not be so good about it. The interesting thing is, is that when you start looking at those internet polls and whatnot, and you know, when you, when you start looking and digging deep, what you find is, is a lot of times it's the squeaky wheel is the one that is out there making noise, right? I mean, there's there's situations where it's like, you know, you you might have a particular um, strategy or a particular uh, financial product that works incredibly well if it's applied properly. And, you know, the, the folks who, you know, have, have been able to employ that in, in their life in a way that it serves them, you know, they're not going to go out there and, you know, and boast about it and, or, you know, or, or make, you know, lots of good comments about it. They're just going to go along with their lives. But if you had an overzealous type of uh, salesperson out there that tried to sell somebody something and they ended up buying something that didn't fit, then they might be upset with the product and the and the salesperson and and all the things that went into it. And then they would be screaming to the high heavens about you know what a terrible thing it was. And certainly their experience was bad, but it's not necessarily a, a reflection on that particular company or that particular product or anything. It could be just that they were they were sold the wrong thing or the the person did not take into account what was the right thing for them. You know, I, I make an example a lot of times when I'm teaching a class. I say, you know, let's say that you went into the shoe store. You know, let's say you had a uh, size nine foot. You know, and the unfortunately the the box was turned upside down and and the, and the person there at the store brought you out of you know a, a size six shoe you know and you went to try to put it on and it just simply didn't fit now does that mean it's a bad shoe 
Well, obviously not. It's just not the right shoe for you. I mean, it's a perfectly fine shoe, and, and it would fit somebody that has that size foot, but it's going to be an awful thing if you try to put that on and actually wear it and, you know, and live with it. And so it's, you know, that's what, one of the things that you really have to be careful of is when you're looking at things on the Internet, you always have to take things with a grain of salt, and you, know, and you, and you want to see, you know, well, does this apply, and, and is this truly a, a good representation of what we're looking at here, or is this an outlier? And a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, when, when you're looking at those kinds of things, you'll see a lot of outliers out there. But you might have an, an enormous amount of, of folks who are happy and are very, very pleased with the way things are going. But they're not, like I say, they're, they're not out there, you know, you know looking at where they're going to you know, type in all their glee and their happiness. They're just they're moving on with their lives and they're, they're enjoying the benefits. Yeah. And, and the other thing I think to wrap up here, Glenn, is that all of these things also kind of interconnect with one another. You know, somebody who's taking all their information from the internet and being overwhelmed by all those choices, options, and searches and that kind of thing might then become susceptible to keeping up with the Joneses because they're going to be influenced by those different biases that might be out there on the internet. Or maybe they've done the research and seen the results of past returns and they let that influence their decision making. And so much information at our fingertips can often empower us to make decisions before we're truly ready. Anybody who's done some online shopping certainly knows that. It's harder to take it slow, I think, when you're uh, doing it online and it's as easy as a few clicks. So you might have people sign up for, you know, some online investment type stuff a little bit faster than really thinking it through and, and having that conversation out with somebody. And when we follow the herd or, you know, use the internet, we think a lot of that is going to be true and factual information. It can pull down that wall of skepticism sometimes as well. So it's kind of interesting to see how these different pieces of financial guidance actually kind of pile up on one another. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Glenn, if uh, we need to take some of this counterintuitive advice and take it to heart, tell us a bit about your planning process, how you embody these different things that we've talked about on the podcast today, and what it would look like to come in for an initial review of our financial plans with you. Well, Walter, I mean, like I say, I mean, we always start off with a conversation, right? We want to get together. We want to, you know, see, hey, would this potentially be a good fit? You know, and, and, and one of the things that we're going to say is that I always tell people, you know, come with all of your questions. You know, I always say, you know, it's a little bit counterintuitive, you know, as, as for an advisor. I always tend to lean towards, you know, that first appointment, you know, it should be your agenda. Right. I mean, it, it shouldn't be my agenda. I should be, you know, listening to you and, you know, and hearing what are you concerned about? What are you wanting to learn about? What do you, you know, what do you want to make sure happens in your retirement? And so that to me is the beginnings of the process. And then from there we have more conversation. And as we go along, as long as that conversation is going in the right direction, we, you know, we, we keep working until. And um, that's really it, Walter. It, it's, you know, I, I try to keep it as simple as possible. And then as we delve into the complexities, you know, then address each one of them and make sure that, that we answer all the questions that we've been talking about. Well, if you're a long-term client of Glenn's, you know what the process is like. And we thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you're new to the podcast, maybe this is your first episode or you've only heard a handful of them and uh, you're, you're new to learning about Glenn and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting, if you'd like to come in for a complimentary review of your financial plan, get that free consultation, you can do so by going to the website greensbororetirement.com. Bottom of the page, you'll see the link for a free consultation that you can schedule online, or you can call in and uh, ask Glenn a few questions over the phone before setting up your time to meet, and you can do that at 336-291-3535. Again, that's a 336 area code, 291-3535. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. For Glenn, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. <laughs>